Yo, 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 it's time to let that bad energy go. Inhale deep and retrohale slow. It's your man G Money. You can reach me at King James Time is Money on IG. And this is Never Smoke Alone. Oh man, cigar family. I've been waiting all week for this shit. I ain't smoked a cigar literally since the last time I did an episode. Tonight, I'm going to be smoking a Southern Draw Kudzu Lustrum Lionsdale. I don't know who the fuck is naming these damn cigars, but hey, one word is cool. Like all this extra shit for some fermented tobacco is not necessary. Anyway, the shape is Lionsdale, which that's new to me. Guess that's why they call it that. The panel gave it a strength of eight. It originated in the country of Nicaragua, and the panel also gave it a rating of 95. If I'm not mistaken, 95 is the highest rated cigar I've smoked since I started doing this show. I'm ready to be impressed. I'm going to let y'all know what it'd be like on the back end, good folks. What's up, cigar family? It's your man, G Money. I'm in the studio tonight with your boy YG Farrell. What up, y'all? I ain't gonna be promoting my social media today. Today is a, is a very sensitive subject for me. His boyfriend Kyrie Irving in trouble. No homo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm pretty sure y'all know by now. Kyrie Irving has been in the news lately for promoting what they call it anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitic. Okay. Apparently, they got a word for this shit. Basically, he promoted something that was saying bad stuff about Jewish people. And the NBA commissioner is Adam Silver. He's Jewish. Is he? Yes. I ain't know that. Well, we're going to start off the Never Smoke Alone podcast by letting y'all know we don't support hate speech against nobody. Black people, Jewish people, Mexican people. We don't even want to hate white people. We want y'all to get y'all just do too. But uh, the biggest thing I really want to get into is why is it a problem when superstars who are basically made popular by the public say something or share something like that? There's been plenty of times where I shared a video or something on social media that I don't agree with, but I think people should be aware of. Yeah, I feel like uh, when it comes to celebrities and NBA, NFL, soccer superstars, People look at them as idols, and it can typically hinder somebody's thought process, like younger kids or so. They say, like, Kyrie, you got kids looking up to you. You can't be promoting the bashing of Jewish people when you got kids that look up to you. They they minds ain't even made up yet. Yeah, I, I understand that, too, but it's almost like it kind of dehumanizes these guys or girls from from making comments or even just trying to make people aware of anything because i i don't know Kyrie, and honestly the dude got some weird ass opinions on shit Mm -hmm. he a little fucking off (laughs) but i don't i don't think he meant no harm by it i literally think he just wanted people to be aware of what he saw in the documentary but the way the nba goes about it and the way they're treating them is it goes back to the whole thing with that dude from the Clippers a few years ago. They almost treating them like they own him. You talking about Donald Sterling? Yeah. Mm. 
they almost treating it like Kyrie, I own you. You can't say this because I pay you. You gotta say what I want you to say. This is the thing about that. When it comes to I'm gonna go ahead and say it, predominantly black superstars, when you say something out of pocket, they touch your pocket. But when white people do it, they just get you out the view. You probably still making money, but when black people do it, they gonna touch your pocket. That make do, you apologize. That that do seem like like the consensus on what I see. Because a lot of times when white folks say or do something, we got to boycott and march for them to be publicly punished. Mm-hmm. But when it's a black person, we got to lynch this nigga on site. Mm-hmm. Everybody got to see you get yours and, and, and you got to say you sorry or else. Because you got to think about it. Black person do something. Mugshot. Yep. White person do something. They stand next to the president. True. <laughs> they gonna put it all over social media. They picture a white person standing next to the president. I just feel like they did Kyrie dirty for it. Not he, he didn't even voice his opinion. I feel like he just shared something that he said, hey, you know what? I think the rest of the world should be aware of this. That's what it was. I don't think he himself hates Jewish people. Well, I watched the interview. And in the interview, he says that I'm, I promoted a lot of things that day. I promoted a lot of things that day, and I promoted, I didn't promote, he said I posted a lot of things that day. They're trying to make it seem like he was only promoting that. They made it stand out that he promoted that or he posted that. And he made it clear that I wasn't promoting anything. Y'all are making it seem like I posted that I'm promoting it, but all I did was promote or uh, post a whole bunch of things from that day. But that's the only thing people are paying attention to. Okay, so basically he posted a lot of shit, like a lot of us do on social media. Mm-hmm. And they just chose to focus on that because, wait a minute, now we got a chance to get this nigga. Yep. I'm telling you, they don't want to focus on Ben Simmons. We'll talk about Ben Simmons <laughs> in, a little, in a little bit. We're going to take a break right now. We'll be right back, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Never Smoke Alone podcast with my dad, G-Money. If this isn't the best podcast you heard, man, quit online because you know it is. Okay, Cigar Family. This whole Kyrie Irving situation, it really got me thinking about a lot of things. And the big one I came up with was, you know, us as the black community, we are always being reminded of how Y'all was slaves. Slavery is this. Slavery is that. You know, you got some of us out there. Well, I ain't gonna say us. Some of them motherfuckers, because I don't want no goddamn reparations. But we got some people out there saying, "Yeah, they owe us for this and they owe us for that." Me personally, I try to teach my kids all of their history, not just the bad parts. We weren't always slaves. People tend to focus on that horrible. 500, 600, 400 years that us as a people went through. We weren't always slaves. We were royalty. I choose to focus on the fact that we are descendants of kings and queens. I would encourage all of you and everybody else out there to do the same with the Jewish people. They weren't always Holocaust victims, and they damn sure ain't Holocaust victims now. I spent the year over in Israel. Those motherfuckers are doing real good. Embrace 
the the changes that you've made and what you've done moving forward. You can't always be sensitive to the one bad thing being how great or small happened to you in the past. And that's all I'm going to say on that. Y'all know what time it is. It's time to support them Black-owned businesses. Tonight, I'm going to hit up my man, King Koontz, my mentor in the podcast game. I'm pretty sure y'all already know him from the Notebook podcast and a little straight like that venture that we did together. But now he's got something going on YouTube called Kicking It With The Koontzes. That's right, you heard me. Kicking It With The Koontzes. That's K-O-O. N-C-E apostrophe S or some shit like that. It may not be no apostrophe, but that's my South Carolina education showing right there. Hey, check my man's show out on YouTube. It's real wholesome. He involves his whole family. You know, he gives you his perspective on his journey into religion, his career, and just overall how to be a better man. And on top of that, if you look real close, you might catch a glimpse of your man G Money. Now, as of today, Kyrie Irving is back on the basketball court for the Brooklyn Nets. He made a public apology for the perceived transgression that he made towards the Jewish community. Now, me personally, I have a strong stance on forcing people to apologize for things that they have done either in error or things that they basically just, it, it wasn't done on purpose. And you know, you always kind of think it's impact versus intent. You know, you may not intend to hurt someone, but at the end of the day, if it hurts, it hurts. I've always told my kids, especially YNG Farrell, when he was younger, we had a real long conversation about him being able to express his emotions and how he felt about a situation to me even though he was being punished. I never wanted him to hold his feelings back. If he did something stupid in school and I'm taking your Xbox, I'm taking your cell phone, if you think it's stupid, I want you to say, hey, Pop, I think that shit is stupid. Now, I'm still taking your shit anyway because that's your motherfucking punishment. But at the end of the day, I want you to be able to express your feelings without kickback and regret. Now, tell me how you feel about being forced or someone else being forced to apologize about something that that wasn't even you know what i'm saying meant in a negative way well as somebody that that says things that i don't mean it but it comes out very negative sometimes i think that if somebody say something with a stern straight face when they got a chance to apologize they mean that shit. it ain't really too much to put to it like you just said about how when i was younger we used to talk about it it was things that I would say to folks at school, and at the time, they would be Kiki and Kaikai, but they really had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when it goes down, at, at the time, it might sound, it might seem like the right thing to do or say, but that's why nowadays, and I try to tell a lot of folks this is what I do, I get quiet before I talk about serious things because... I'm not going to just say the first thing that comes to my mind because that's not going to be the right thing to say. I'm going to wait a little while. Then I'm going to come to you and say, this is it because I've had time to think about it. This is what I need to say. Yeah, my big phrase is, it's always better to think about what you say 
than to think about what you said. Mm-hmm. And that that's going to go over a lot of people's head because sometimes people choose to win the argument than to reach for understanding. And once it's said, there's no going back. Nope. You can't. Word, words can't can't leave bruises, but a motherfucker always going to remember what you said. You know, I, I actually saw a clip somewhere. I can't remember where I saw this clip, but a father had a child, like a toddler, you know, three, four, five years old, that had a temper issue. And he gave that toddler a hammer and a bag of nails. And he said, listen, little Johnny, every time you lose your temper and you want to say something or do something to someone else, I want you to go outside and bang a nail in the fence. And he did it. And over time, he realized that it took more effort to bang those nails into the fence than it did to just control his temper. So once he got a good handle on his temper, his dad goes, okay, Johnny, every time you think you were going to lose your temper, but you don't go outside and pull one of those nails out of the fence. So little Johnny did that until all the nails were out of the fence. So once all the nails were removed, his dad grabbed little Johnny by the hand and he walked Johnny over to the fence. And he said, Johnny, look at this fence. What do you see? And Johnny said, Dad, it's full of holes. It's about to fall apart. I think the fence is hurting. And his dad said, I want you to understand, even though you lost your temper and you may say or do things that you don't mean in the moment, you can say you're sorry later and take them back, but the damage is still done because this fence is about to fucking fall over. All right, good people. It's that time. I want to thank my man Y&G Farrell for blessing me with his voice tonight on Grand Old Episode Number 7. As far as this Southern Draw Lionsdale cigar goes, I am truly impressed. The taste was nice and smooth all the way through. The draw was great. I think other companies should adopt this Lionsdale shape because if that's what's impacting the draw of your cigar and how tight you pack the tobacco inside, I'm with that. I, I, I love the draw of this cigar. This gets a thumbs up from your man G Money. And as always, you can reach me on King James Time is Money on IG and remember as long as you got me you will never smoke alone